Andrew Fitzsimons got his start in hairdressing because he wanted a summer job. So his mum got him one at the local salon. After just one summer, the then 13-year-old was hooked and he decided that this was the career for him. He left school, learnt the trade, and then at 17, he made his way to Paris where he worked on editorials and fashion shows. That wasn't enough, though. At 21, he flew to New York where fashion met celebrities and now he's a hairstylist to some of the biggest names in the world, including the Kardashian-Jenner family, Bella Hadid, Hailey Bieber. That's just to name a few. But things have gotten even bigger for him as this week he's released his own care, hair care range in collaboration with Penny's Andrew Fitzsimons. So fabulous to have Hi. you here. Yeah, I'm so, so excited to be here. What a way for you to come home to Dublin. I to, mean... Like, to see your face, massive photos of yourself. Yeah, apologies, <laughs> Dublin. <laughs> but in the Penny's window. Yeah, in, I don't know how many, I think like 350 stores or something like that uh, in the windows. It's crazy. Like, we, we've we been, yeah, we went to a couple of stops uh, along the way for press and um, Dublin was the very last one. Um, so I got to see little bits and pieces around Europe, but then coming home and seeing my name and my face uh, and the windows of pennies is just absolutely, it's just crazy. It's just nuts. Yeah, does that ever feel normal? Like, is that no. just a pinch yourself? Like, what is going no. on? That, that's me. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I was just like, I went to the store uh, yesterday on Mary Street um, with uh, the team and with my mom and my sister. And we were just standing in front of the window going, holy shit, this is just it's mind-blowing no it it never gets normal um you kind of like we've been working on it for so long um it's been like a year and a half uh from from uh talking about the idea and figuring out what it what it could be and what it could look like um to now and when you're developing something and i live in la so and i've been i've been stuck in la for like a year and a half um, (laughs) for my i've been applying for my green card so i haven't been able to leave the country um so everything has been kind of remote um Um, So actually touching down and seeing things in the flesh and seeing people touching my products and using my products and hearing the feedback, it's, it's just an absolute dream come true. Do you do what we, the ordinary person, would do? Like, I'm thinking, if that ever happened to me, I wouldn't be able to help myself. I'd have my phone out and I'd be taking selfies at every photo I walk past, at every product range um, set up I walk past. Are you doing that? No, I don't know why, but it makes me so nervous to see them. When I go into the store, I get so nervous because... It's so because I worked on everything for so long. It, it gives me so much anxiety seeing people picking them up and like touching them. <laughs> I don't know why. It just makes me nervous because I just want everyone to love everything as yeah. much as uh, as much as I do. So I don't know. It makes me nervous to see everything. To be honest, what I love about your hair care range is that hair is such an important thing for mm, all of us. Yeah. And but sometimes it feels so elusive. To get mm, good hair feels elusive yeah. because going to the salon is really expensive. Yeah. Then they um, suggest these products that mm-hmm. you know, like a twenty euro a bottle, and yeah, it, you crazy. know. The everyday person can't afford it. No. But you, with the career that you've had, Mm -hmm. you could have marketed to that audience. Why did you choose to go down this line? Well, I think most hairstyles do. They do go down that luxury... uh, kind of vibe because it's just way easier. It's way easier when you're able to charge a lot of money that ups your budget so you can, you know, have like crazy bottles that are expensive and packaging that's expensive and wasteful. Um, and so much, uh, so many bells and whistles to be like, pick up my product. For me, I'm a working hairstylist. I know hair inside and out. I've been in the industry 20 years, as you said, since, since I was 13 years old. Uh, and I've worked all over the world. And um, I've been saying this all week, like hairstylists, we don't care. Uh, working hairstylists, 
the price tag of a product. We just need it to work for, for our clients. You know, we want hair to look good. And same with makeup artists. Yeah. And if you look at a make, any makeup artist kit, there's really inexpensive things. There's a mix of, uh, of, of products. It's just basically people's favorites and what, what really, really works. So for me, um, growing up with, with, with not a lot of extra money and seeing the products that my mom, uh, would have to use because she would spend, uh, like any other Irish mommy would, like they, they, they're in the back of the queue for, 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 um, the family budget, you know? Um, so it was really, really important to me to make that effort to, and work with Primark, um, because, uh, and Pennies, uh, because Pennies obviously is an Irish company, which is important to me, but also, um, I knew that they know how to create, uh, uh, create quality products, uh, and sell them at a price that everyone can afford. And that's, I knew from the very first thought of me having, um, my own hair care line, I didn't want it to be exclusive. Yeah. I know that, um, you don't have to charge an arm and a leg, uh, for products that really, really work and that are really, really good. It does require more effort and more creativity, but that's what I was willing to do. That's, that, that was always the agenda. Um, and now, and like, it's just, it's so crazy to hear this feedback from people, um, Going out and going into the store and picking up the products and and like getting the 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 smell, the feel, and the quality of luxury and buying all of the the range that that works for them and having changed from thirty euro, it's like yeah. to me they get the experience of going into the store and like I'll have that, I'll have that, I'll have that, I'll have that. Throw it all in the bag and you know come home and have this like this beautiful um, everything considered uh, range of products. Um, that to me means something because I think of like my mom getting to do that or my mom's friends or the people I grew up with, the girls I grew up with and the guys. I'm hoping your mom doesn't have to do that. I'm hoping your mom has been gifted an entire range, Andrew. Yes, she got, she <laughs> she was on the influencer box list. Brilliant. So she's officially an influencer. Uh, her her ego is huge right now. She's I'm, I'm sure she's start, yeah, she's starting her own YouTube channel, I'm sure, as we speak. <laughs> but talking about influencers, you've... um had people like as you said you've had people like us the everyday person going in mm. and buying the stuff yeah. but then you've had people like the Kardashians Jessica Alba today posted yeah. about your stuff I've never met Jessica I'm a, obviously a huge fan of her I've never I've never actually worked with her and I guess she she loves the products um and th- and that is actually the ultimate compliment because she has a um has her own line of products. She knows what it takes to create um, a brand and quality products. Um, so for her to notice our our hair care range um, is just such a compliment, like mind-blowing. I've been stalking you on Instagram. Yeah. And I saw one of the quotes you put up and you said, in almost 20 years of my career, I don't think I've ever celebrated an achievement of mine. Mm. I'm never satisfied and always focused on the next thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to celebrate the small successes along the way and the big ones. Please, please, please tell me you're celebrating this massive success right now. Well, we had the launch party um, Thursday night and... um, we we definitely celebrated um yeah i think uh for me yeah i'm 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 always kind of thinking ahead i'm always looking at the future uh i really try not to to think about the past or whatever but um i don't know i never i just never got comfortable with it because i just i didn't want to seem like i'm like braggy or like have not, an ego or anything like that you know it's not braggy it's yeah. not ego i think that's the the conversation we have to start changing yeah, it's yeah. braggy and ego if yeah. you haven't done anything yeah, 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 and yeah, you're true. celebrating true. but i think it's really important for us to take ownership of something go yeah. yeah 
you know what? I'm good and yeah. I worked really hard at it. Yeah. And you need to celebrate it because these moments go past and then you look back and go, yeah. why didn't I? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a very private person. I, look, this is, the, this is such a blessing and, and this amount of attention on something that I've created uh, with Primark is just, it's, I, it's just my wildest dreams. Um, but I, I, back in LA, I'm, I'm, I'm a working hairstylist. I work seven days a week. Um, and I'm, I'm just a very private person with, with my personal life. Um, because, you know, the, the people that I work with are, uh, very well known, so I need to have my own little space that's that's just for me. Yeah. Um, so I definitely this yeah this was the first time I really really celebrated it back in LA. Uh, I had a beautiful party in my backyard um, with all of my closest friends. No photos, no phones, like just us, like in the moment. Yeah, just being in the moment and um, being with each other. And to me, that's that that felt really 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 special. And luckily, some of my friends from LA came here for the launch um, to support me um but yeah we 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 did it up real nice on thursday night um we had the launch party um here in dublin and it was it was so much fun there was so much champagne everyone was wearing the the colors inspired by the collection so everyone was in like blush and peach and nude colors and everything looked so beautiful and i was so excited and everyone was so excited and then me and my posse then went to the george and we saw a drag show and we're dancing fabulous night basically everyone was just dancing around my mom who i guess was the biggest drag queen in the bar um and the biggest star in the bar yeah. oh totally yeah. yeah i was yeah i was the gale to her oprah for sure um <laughs> And uh, yeah, we. So I, I think I, I could get used to it. I could get used to celebrating some some Good. achievements. Yeah. So you should. Can yeah. we go back to the very beginning for a, uh, yeah. for a sec? At thirteen, mm-hmm. you just wanted a summer job. Yeah. What was it about hairdressing that you just went? Oh my god, I didn't think I'd want to do this, but I'm loving it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, for me, I was coming out of school, which uh, I, I really didn't like school. School was was just not for me. Um. It was just a really toxic male environment. It was incredibly homophobic. Uh, the teachers didn't help. Uh, society didn't help. Um, I was born in a country where it was illegal to be gay when I was born. Um, so I always knew that society didn't accept me, and it was reinforced every day in school. Um, uh, so I was. I really needed. I, ne- I, I needed to escape basically for my own survival. Um, so. When I, my mom got me a summer job because I was bossy and I wanted my own money and be able to buy whatever I was going to buy, At probably 13. makeup. Yeah, probably buy makeup. <laughs> and um, I stepped into the salon. It was all women. And I'd come from an all boys school. Um, and um, it was all women. And I, what I noticed straight away in an all female environment was they were not expecting me to behave in a certain way. They were not looking for, the, no one was telling me to toughen up. No one was saying boys should be doing this or whatever. Um, there was no like gender role expectation. Um, they just wanted me to be me. And I very quickly flourished into um, the gayest human being on the planet at 13. I had bleached hair. I had blue hair. I had, I, I think I shaved parts of my eyebrows. I, um, 
um, I was just I just started to learn to not be afraid to express myself because before I'd known that expressing myself put me in physical danger um, and mental danger. So that was the first time where I felt safe. Um, so I, I equated that to being around women and uh, the salon became my safe space and women became my safe space. Uh, so throughout my career, it was my biggest intention was to respect women um, and not use my career, which um, I work with women, um, was to try and take a an industry that hasn't always been kind to women and try and shift it in some way um, to respect women. I never wanted to sell to women. I never wanted to... Um, make money from women because women have given me so much. So I really knew that I just wanted to work with and support women. Um, so the salon was the first time I really experienced that. I love that. And I love that um, you were ballsy. You were really ballsy. I was bossy. I was a bossy no, gay child. And, and do you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. I yeah, think we need to no, own that word. Yes, ab- right? absolutely. Yeah. And do you know what? It was really important for me because, in, and it's important for me to talk about this, and I talked about this at the party um, when I made my speech, when you when you're from a small island and not just designated to Ireland, England, Jamaica, Hawaii, small islands, we have um, this thing called island mentality. And it's this concept of people, no one being able to rise up too much before people kind of trying to bring them down because it highlights what they want to do but are not doing or don't know how to do and I definitely experienced that attitude here where whenever I would have a big idea I was like oh sure that's never going to happen or if I wanted to dress really extra it's like oh look you look look crazy or whatever just try I think people unconsciously maybe uh, were really trying to dim my light and I for some reason just always felt very self-assured so I knew I I felt like I, I felt that I was right and they were wrong and I was like I just have to find the right environment yeah. in, in order for me to be able to express myself the way I want to, achieve the goals that I want to achieve. Uh, Ireland wasn't that environment at the time, um, but things have changed so much here. Um, so, But that is the thing that I definitely want to communicate, especially to creatives in, in, in Ireland, because uh, it's really important for us to um, encourage each other. Because doing going... going um, Deviating from the herd is actually a very, very scary thing to do because it it separates you from everybody and it's a very lonely place. Um, so it really and and you kind of struggle to find a community and you have to find your tribe or community somewhere. Um, but to be able to get support from home and people support your ideas or your dreams, um, that can be the the difference between. Um, someone reaching their full potential or fulfilling their destiny or not. And sometimes that can then have a have a domino effect and then inspire other people to do the same. If you encourage someone else, yeah. in a way you're encouraging yourself too and saying, if you can do it, like why couldn't I why can't I exactly. do it? Exactly. Sometimes encouraging yourself is tough. Um, yeah. you've said getting past myself was the biggest obstacle mm. for me, putting all those negative voices into the background and choosing to believe in myself, mm. choosing to take myself seriously. So I many, said that. Yeah, you oh, said wow. that. Oh, very sorry. wise. Okay. Very okay. wise. <laughs> um, but like so many of us grapple with that. We yeah. you know we want to make those big decisions. Yes. You know, you were so comfortable in Paris. You, you were working. This is what everyone wanted to do. I was and not then, comfortable. Is the thing is that like uh, people have a perception of uh, people who kind of, especially in Ireland, who who leave, who leave the country, go yeah. abroad, and do stuff. It was it, it was scary every step of the way. I had no. I made no money for. 
over 10 years. When I say no money, I mean zero money. Um, I was sleeping on couches. If I didn't have somewhere to stay, I would literally remember walking walking around Paris for a whole night because I just had nowhere to stay. So I just had to walk around the city. And um, in New York, I had no money and I had to walk to work for sometimes three hours from Bushwick to the Upper East Side with a suitcase because I couldn't afford $2 for the subway. But I always knew that I was going somewhere. Um, How didn't you stop? Because at that moment, a lot of people just go, you know what? I've tried. 10 years. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. What made you keep going? Um, I just remember walking across the Williamsburg Bridge with a giant suitcase uh, of hair tools and a couple of products, whatever products I could afford. Um, And... It was raining, and the wind. The wind. The, have you ever seen the the rain go sideways? Because it's so. I just remember. I live walking. in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> so that's literally all year round. Um, I remember walking across, and the 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 wind hitting my face, and the rain hitting my face, and and going, oh god, this sucks. Um, but n- I don't think I ever thought anything other than. I'm glad that I just get to get this over with now because someday I'm going to like not have to do this anymore. I never, it, I, I always knew I had somewhere to be, whether it was that day or in the future. I knew that I was walking towards something. I didn't know at the time what it was, um, but I was walking towards my future. And the most difficult, the, 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 sometimes the, the most special things that you can have in life uh, or the things that mean the most, you really have to overcome physical things, but those are lessons in order to learn um, soul lessons. So that time in New York or those difficult experiences in Paris, I would not take back for the world because it has connected me to so many parts of myself and pro- and like helped me prove to myself that I can, that I can do what I need to do for myself. Yeah. Um, because, um, you know, you can, you can only, no, no one is going to, no one knocks on your door and says, Hey, do you want to, do you want a hair care line? Or, Hey, do you want a radio show? You, you, there is years of hustle and, and self doubts. We all have a, a, a negative narrator in our mind. Every single human being from Beyonce to Oprah, uh, mm-hmm. like everyone has uh, this voice in their mind that, that says, Oh, they're judging you. Oh, they think this, Oh, we shouldn't do that You're because it's too difficult. Anymore. You're not good enough. Yeah. You don't deserve this. Everyone has that. And unfortunately, some people think that that's their voice. It is that is not your own voice. That is not the voice of reason. That is basically a survival um, part of our brain that is that that is there to. Um, th- there's fire over there. Don't go near it. Um, it, after a certain while, after when it's not survival mode anymore, um, it doesn't serve you to listen to that voice. So to me, when that voice starts uh, rearing its head, I, I say, OK, no, I'm not listening to this. This is not real. This is not reality. Reality is what I create. Yeah. Reality is, is, is in my hands. That voice uh, is there to limit me. And look, we're, we're here for a limited amount of time. So uh, to me, I was always like, just keep keep moving forward. Well, you've kept moving forward and you've done amazing things including working with some of... And, you know, this isn't just... I think the pinnacle isn't getting to work with A-listers, right? Mm. But it is a highlight, getting to work with A-listers. How did the whole Kardashian-Jenner collaboration come about? Um, Like with any clients... um it's uh, it's generally you get you get booked on a job. I remember the, the I worked with the first member of the family that I worked with was um, Kendall on her very first um, test shoot in New York when she started modeling, and we started working together. Uh, she started booking me then anytime she was in New York for red carpets or Met Gala or whatever, and um, we just liked each other and got each other. And then I just it just started happening like with with, with any other client. Um, 
but usually usually with clients they don't have then like seven other members of the family who also <laughs> want to book you um, so that's a little special but what yeah. is that life like how hard are you working because at the end of the day Andrew mm-hmm. you keep saying this word you keep saying work and at yeah. the end of the day it's work yes oh absolutely it's, it's definitely work um, and I take my job very very seriously I'm not uh, I'm not very impressed by celebrities. I don't really care about celebrities. I don't care about people's personal lives. I care. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I have my own interests. I really, I, I'm not someone who's really that interested in other people's lives. Um, so that's kind of perfect for my job. Be, so I can just show up and do my job and then have my own personal life. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to be a celebrity or make friends with celebrities. I'm just trying to, um, do, do my job, do the job that I love. Yeah. Um, so work for me is just, it's such a blessing because I get to have fun every day. Um, I get to play dress up with people. I get to um, make connections with people. I only work with people that um, I like because it because ha- it's also my day too. I want to enjoy myself yeah. every day. It's my life also. And I don't want to work with uh, energy that doesn't work with my energy. You, you know? said energy there. Yeah. And that's something I often think about when I go to a, a salon. I, yeah. like, I'm in there for two hours getting yeah. my hair done. But that stylist is there the whole day yeah. and the amount of energy yes. they have to deal with. Or a with waitress or someone working at a store. Totally. Anyone in a service industry yes, takes on people's energy. So I want to know, you're all looking after us. Yeah. Who looks after you? I, I, that's our own responsibility. That's like my, my self-care is my responsibility and I didn't really understand um, how to take care of myself for a very long time because I left school at 13, I left home at 15 or 16, I left the country at 16 or 17 and then was taking care of myself. When I lived in New York, I didn't know how to operate a washer dryer. I would literally go to the cheapest store. I'd buy a pack of white t-shirts, so- socks, underwear, and I would literally wear everything once and throw them away because I didn't know how to clean clothes. And I did that for like years and I would go, I would like date somebody and be like, you know, that's not how like humans live. And I'm like, well, I don't know anything else. Um, so so learning how to take care of myself physically uh, and learning how to take care of myself mentally was one of the 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 biggest breakthroughs that I had in order for me to be able to, number one, do my job to the best of my ability, um, to not take away from other people's energy, um, to only add um, I like those things as I'm an introvert. So I get I get my energy from being alone. So I learned very like after a while that in order for me to. Uh, be my happiest, brightest self and give the most, uh, I then have to be by myself to restore my energy and to um, meditate. I I go out into my backyard and I look up at the stars and remember how insignificant I am and how perfect the universe is and that everything is going to be okay no matter what. And I have to do that every, every, single, every single evening uh, in order to reset myself back to the place that I need to be in order to to give but honestly anyone who works in the service industry is my hero because working in a, in a in an environment where people can be mean to you but you can't be mean back like I would be the worst waiter on earth because I would take out my earrings and fuck a bitch up um, <laughs> because I'm not the one sometimes um, but uh, yeah it's just like people who can do that and people who can absorb people's energy and disarm people um, and approach things from love are, are, are my heroes because I wouldn't be able to do it <laughs> well you are doing it and I, I love the energy that you're putting out there I could like I could talk to you forever but I know you need to go but I just want to say 
say a massive thank you for sharing your energy with thank us, you. sharing your passions with us. And I know you've been in this for 20 years, but yeah. I know that this is just the beginning. Can't wait to see what else you bring us. Thank you. Um, look, it's it's so amazing to talk to you and it's so amazing to talk about um, things that matter, um, not just messy ponytails. Well, I, mean, I love a messy ponytail. Andrew, that really matters, especially when you it can't does. get a messy ponytail. I'm going to tell you a secret before you go. go I was very stressed today. I'm having a very bad hair day. I'm like, no, you're not. The day I meet Andrew, no. my hair just decides. You, you guys can't see how beautiful her hair looks. I'm wearing headphones, so it's covering <laughs> all the mistakes. No, it looks so good. But what you can do is you can go down to your local pennies and you can pick up the whole collection. I would say, I, I think maybe the shine collection and for you. It looks you. so much better, won't yeah. it? Well, no, it looks beautiful, but... Um, but it can be shinier. It, look, it can always be shinier. There's no such that, thing as too My favourite thing uh, about hair, any hairstyle, hair has to look healthy and shiny to me. Um, I have three different um, like shampoo, conditioner and uh, conditioning treatment um, ranges uh, in the brand. Um, there's the shine collection to boost shine. There's the volume collection to boost volume. And the repair collection um, for people with uh, heat processed hair, colour processed hair. Um, so uh, there's kind of something for everybody. But I would, yeah. I'm going to send you over some shine products. I'm going to send you over my oil, my new dry shampoo, my texturizing spray, everything. Thank you, Andrew. And you know what? Thank you for spending time with us. It was a joy. Oh, so much fun.